Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books. He's a director of Hopewell Counseling in Minnesota, where he and my mom counsel individuals and couples. And today we've got a very long series that we've been working on called So What's the Difference, where we're comparing biblical Christianity to several different religions and ways of viewing the world. In this, this one we're talking about tonight is evolutionism, which you wouldn't necessarily think is a religion. But after my dad explains it to you, you'll see how it kind of falls into that category. But this is our ninth out of 11 episodes. We've got two more after tonight, and then we're taking a break for the summer and then hoping to get back to a refreshed podcast in the fall. Before we get started, I will just take a minute and open us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to speak to our listeners and to share the information that you've placed on my dad's heart. I pray that you'd guide him as he gives this information, and I pray that you would open our eyes to see how perfectly and beautifully you've created everything from a blade of grass to a hummingbird to every sweet little baby that is born in every human being. I just pray that the lie of evolutionism would be obvious to each of us, that there truly is a creator and a designer that has crafted everything we see within creation. I just give this podcast to you. I pray that you'd be glorified in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. One of the most popular shows on television today, in fact, some have said It's the equivalent today for today's generation of what Friends was to a previous generation and Mm. Cheers was to the previous generation of that. Okay. And that show today is the Big Bang Theory. Okay, yeah. Uh, And I I have to confess that I have watched it a couple of times, enough to know the general premise Mm. about the show. It's about how four brainiacs, uh, these are guys who are young, 20 years or so somethings, and they are very smart, Sheldon, Leonard, Howard, and Raj, and then their respective girlfriends, Amy and Penny and Bernadette. Sorry about that, Raj. You have no girlfriend for you. You just date girls. Mm-hmm. And it's how these four and their girlfriends navigate life. You definitely know more about the show than I do, Dad. Well, <laughs> I have seen it. Mm-hmm. The show begins with a very catchy little tune recorded by Bare Naked Ladies. Mm. And here are the lyrics. And don't you don't have to sing along, Lode. Okay. I don't, I don't, no, no asking worry there. You. No worry there. Okay. Here's what it says. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state. Then nearly 14 billion years ago, expansion started. Wait. The earth began to cool. The autotrophs began to drool. Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall, we built pyramids. Math, science, history, unraveling the mysteries that all started with the Big Bang. This song and the underpinnings for the TV show are a direct reflection of the evolutionary thinking of the vast majority of scientists, high school and university Mm. science teachers, meteorologists, and the culture at large. Right, right. It's it's infected all of our culture today. And even some Christian schools and universities have embraced a hybrid model Mm. of evolution. So they're trying to merge the Bible and the culture. And they call that theistic evolution. The idea is that God used evolution to create all life. Okay. 
How, is that different than intelligent design? Intelligent design is basically creation without talking about God, correct? It is. It is. Yeah, theistic evolution is not. Okay. Theistic evolution basically says God is still in the picture and he used evolution to create all of life. Hmm. Uh, so they're, they're trying to merge together the God of the Bible and evolutionary theory. I see. Yeah, but in my opinion, all of them have drunk the Kool-Aid of Darwin evolution. Mm -hmm. Darwinian evolution is a theory. It's now being taught like a fact in all public schools and universities. When it was first taught, very few scientists spoke out against the prevailing groupthink because mm -hmm. you would be either fired right, or you would be censored or you would be isolated in mm -hmm. some way from the rest mm -hmm. of your fellow professors. Yeah. Even if even if they thought it was just baseless nonsense. Which it is. Yes. Well, creationism, as detailed in the Bible, had very few spokespersons. Today, however, more and more scientists are recognizing the implausibility of evolution, and creationism is gaining ground even among academics. Mm -hmm. So you've got you've got a, a number of scientists now that are starting to speak out and declaring how vapid evolution is and mm -hmm. that it has very little to stand on right right i saw um a news article about it was like a rock formation that had all those different layers that they say each layer is significant signifies like a million years right and it had like hundreds of layers and so they would say that it's hundreds of millions if not a billion years old and they can prove that it formed in a matter of like three years. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, they they use various means to try to test things that are old. But the, the fact is that uh, whether it's strontium-90 or whatever they're using, uh, it it's not accurate. And it's never going to be accurate. Because, you know, when you look at rocks and other things, you don't know mm -hmm. how old they are. You don't know how, how long ago they were formed. And how can you say something's a fact if you can't prove it? Well, we're going to get into that. Evolutionism is a religion in that it has, it has saturated the thinking of the secondary and even much of the Christian world. It draws its roots from Charles Darwin, mm -hmm. born back in 1809, lived to 1882. Based on his research, uh, he, he went to the Galapagos Islands and he studied finches and birds. And he noticed that uh, there was a certain uh, growth in certain birds. And he, are, he took an, and, and uh, cast that forward into uh, explaining evolution mm. uh, because he believed those birds evolved. Uh, anyway, um, although uh, according to Darwin, they all of life evolved from a single common ancestor. Mm. Uh, out of the primordial slime, uh, a, a, a single ancestor over billions of years climbed out of the slime and went on land. He's just making up stuff because if he hasn't witnessed that and there's been no one who has witnessed that, then it's all just myth. It's, it's a theory. It's just a theory. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. That evolutionary theory has been around since the Greeks. But it was Darwin who popularized it through his book, The Origin of the Species, by means of natural selection. 
His book was hailed as a breakthrough in scientific knowledge of the origins of life on Earth. And the truth was, Darwin's book used science to prove the worldview of naturalism. Mm -hmm. Naturalism is nature's all there is. There is no God. Mm -hmm. Scientific community loved it because it gave them an alternative to believing that God created all of life. Uh, Chuck Colson, who was a uh, not only an apologist, but uh, a tremendous man of God, declared naturalism may parade as science, marshalling facts and figures, but it is a religion. Mm -hmm. And proof of that statement that it's a religion is the vehement opposition from scientists when evolutionary theory is questioned. Right, but they can't prove it. And oh, it's they just, can't. It's just um, astonishing the mental gymnastics they go to just to not have to admit that there's a God. Yep, yep, a well, that's part of it. They don't want to acknowledge him. Right, because if there's a God, then there's a right and there's a wrong. And if there's a right and there's a wrong, and you're doing wrong, then you face the consequences and judgment by that God, the creator. Yep, yep, you're accountable. Mm -hmm. Yep, as long as it's natural selection and evolution, who are you accountable to? No one. Right, you answer no to one. yourself. Yep. Well, let's talk about the major principles. Here's the first one and the big one. Natural selection or the survival of the fittest. Mm. Evolutionists believe that plants, insects, birds, animals, man, all evolved by eliminating the weakest and the least fit of their species. In other words, only the strong survive. Right. Yeah. Over time, the weakest and least fit of the species uh, will mutate, and uh, be, and they'll they'll mutate into a stronger species mm. to better conquer their environment. Mm -hmm. For example, they become bigger, develop longer beaks if they're birds. Over time, these changes in the species become permanent and a new species evolves. According to Darwin, all animal species derive from a single original species. Amoebas became tadpoles, which evolved into fish, which developed legs and evolved into salamanders, which developed wings and evolved into birds and mammals and so on until apes evolved into humans. Mm -hmm. Well, biblical Christians respond by saying, where's the proof? Exactly. Just like, just like Laura said, where's the proof? Where's the proof? Christian. <laughs> Don't tell Christian, me, show me. <laughs> Christians would agree with the fact of microevolution. We don't have a problem that there's small changes within a specific species. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're bigger today than they were back in the 1500s. Sure, yeah. Uh, we, we have better nutrition uh, as, a, as a population. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're bigger, we're stronger, and in a lot of ways uh, we have evolved, but it's microevolution, it's within the species. Mm -hmm. It's not macroevolution. Macroevolution is one species evolving into a new species, as in apes evolving into humans. Right, right. And uh, where's the proof of that? If it's true, we should see species evolving into other species even today. Yeah. But we don't. Evolution is nothing more than a theory. It can't be reproduced, which is necessary to become a fact. Yeah, there you go. Natural selection does away 
with universal moral codes. To evolutionists, man is amoral, mm -hmm. simply a collection of cells and DNA. Mm -hmm. To Christians, man is an eternal being created in God's image, indwelt by the Holy Spirit. He has God's moral values stamped on his heart. Mm. I saw this video of this sociopath. He was a teenager. He and a buddy, they were going to kill somebody because they wanted to know what it felt like to kill somebody. And he said, well, it's just survival of the fittest, man. Yeah. It's just, it's just um, natural selection. That's what yeah. he said in the video. So if these kids are being taught evolution that there is no god there is no creator they really have no worth they're just a bunch big blob of cells that's how they see other people so murder is no big deal because you you aren't an eternal being you're just a blob of cells exactly yeah exactly and what's to prevent you if you have no moral code right what's to prevent you from murdering somebody right and he did they murdered this girl and it was like the video footage they took of themselves before they murdered her and they were saying, well, it's just survival of the fittest, just natural selection. Some make it, some don't. Yeah. To him, it was well, no it. different than, you know, shooting a deer, shooting a rabbit. That's pretty, pretty sick. That's sick pretty and sick. sad. But that's what they're teaching our kids with this. That's an extreme yeah. example, of course. But that's the hidden message behind all of this. And that, that's one of the premise, one of the major premises of evolution is natural selection and survival of the fittest. The second is the Big Bang Theory of the creation of the universe. Evolution teaches the earth was created when an enormous explosion happened at the origin of the universe. The Big Bang shot out planets, stars, galaxies, asteroids, meteors. Mm -hmm. Critics of the Big Bang Theory ask, where did the original stuff come from that went bang? Who or what made it go bang? Right. What caused it to explode? Mm -hmm. Biblical Christians point to Genesis 1, which states, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. No mention of an explosion. Six days of creation by a God who, in an orderly fashion, created everything necessary to sustain life on earth. The third thing that is part of the principles of evolutionism is billions of years. I can remember... Uh, a scientist by the name of Dr. Carl Sagan. And he appeared on the Johnny Carson show and uh, back in the 80s. And Carl Sagan said, yes, you know, the earth was created in billions and billions of years ago. Hmm. And I still remember him saying that. And Johnny, Johnny just nodded his head. I don't know if he bought it or not. Hmm. But Carl Sagan influenced a lot of people Mm -hmm. Because millions of people were watching Johnny Carson. Yep, yep. I wish Johnny would have said, and what proof do you have for that? Yes, yes, yes. Evolutionists determined that to evolve a new species from an old species required significant amounts of time, namely billions and billions of years. Mm -hmm. Most evolutionists put that number between 10 and 14 billion years to evolve. Well, why is so much time necessary? Yeah. Well, for a species to weed out the weakest among itself and evolve into a new species requires massive amounts of time. Okay. Once again, there's no scientific proof, but it's accepted within scientific circles as absolute fact. And you will not question it. Yeah, you better not. And mm -hmm. if you ever look at uh, public television, 
watch that. I mean, they are one of the biggest proponents today of uh, flat out evolutionism. Right. And, and they're always talking about that. Uh, you know, when they talk about the Grand Canyon, how it evolved as a canyon 14, 15 billion years ago hmm. to, to create that structure. Yep. Anyway, biblical Christianity believes the Bible is the authority when it comes to creation. And according to the Bible, God created everything, including every major species of plants, insects, animals, birds, fish, and humans within six days. Right. And if you study different species of plants or insects or animals uh, under a microscope, you see how intricate they are and how perfectly they're, everything was thought out about how they digest food and how they intake nutrients. It's just incredible. It had to have a designer a sovereign designer. Well, and, and if you look all around creation, nothing that you look at is without a designer mm -hmm. and a builder. Right. Every structure, every building, every high rise, uh, the, the Statue of Liberty. If you look at the Statue of Liberty, somebody designed that, somebody built that. It didn't right. just evolve. It didn't just happen or come into existence. Somebody put in a lot of thought right. and a lot of effort and right. a lot of work and made that. The creation that's reflects true. the mind of the creator. Yes. Yep. Yep. But that's exactly what's going on. Right. Well, according to evolutionism, number four, life has no purpose, no morality, no meaning. And after death, just nothingness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Evolution is amoral, meaning it has no morals. God is not involved. Life is simply a biological process devoid of any moral value. In addition, life has no meaning or purpose. Hmm. Evolution has no end goal. It's simply the vehicle that nature chose to populate the earth. And because there is no end goal, because there is no purpose or afterlife, evolution holds that when we die, we simply cease to exist. We have no conscious memory of ever having existed we enter into nothingness mm. and that plays right into that sociopathic mindset that whatever you do doesn't matter because once you die it's over yeah it's all over clean slate nobody remembers it's like it never happened yep yep and th that by the way is one of the reasons why an awful lot of people name buildings after themselves, <laughs> name parks after themselves, streets after themselves, because they don't want people to forget mm -hmm. who they were. Mm. So like, I've got a friend who's now gone home to the Lord. His name is Ed Erickson, and he was the mayor of New Hope, Minnesota. And when he died after being the mayor for 25 years, they named a street after him. Well, that, that was quite an honor, but mm -hmm. they basically said, we don't want to forget who Ed Erickson was. Right. Yeah. I get it. And what, all that really matters is what you did for Christ, because that's all that's going to count for eternity. That's the only yep. thing that's going, you can take with you. Yep. And the reality is everything that we see around us at some point is mm -hmm. going to be destroyed. Right. No matter how great looking the building is, Someday it's going to be destroyed. It's going to be bulldozed. And, and that may be 100 years from now, maybe 500 years from now, it won't be around. Right. 
Rubble. <laughs> Rubble. Rubble. Biblical Christians, <laughs> stop it. Biblical Christians believe there is indeed life after death. Jesus rose from the dead as alive, so shall all who are his. Mm -hmm. Our purpose is to glorify God by living our lives for his son, Jesus Christ. Yes. Our morality is grounded in the teachings of the inspired word of God, the Bible. We obey its commands. We believe its promises. It's our roadmap for living this life. Mm -hmm. And when we die, we go directly into the presence of the Lord in heaven. Wow. Wow. And what a rude awakening for those who think that there is no God and it all just ends when they die. Yeah. Remind me again, where do those people go? The people who don't know Jesus or have denied him during their time they, on earth? They, they typically go down to what is called, not Gehenna, but, but uh, Sheol or Hades, which is another word for hell. And that's, isn't they, that the holding place until the judgment? It's, yep, it's the holding place until the judgment, and then they're sentenced to Gehenna, mm. which is lake the of lake fire. of fire. Yes. Yep. Well, the last thing to look at, and then we'll take a look at the conclusion, but there's, according to evolution, there's nothing special about man. Uh, evolutions believe Man is simply a collection of cells, which has evolved into a higher, more complicated version of apes. Since there's no God, man is not made in his image. There is no special purpose or meaning. Man is merely a highly developed animal. Christians believe we are created in the image of God. Unlike animals or any other species, man has the capacity to enter into a personal relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Out of all the animals, man alone prays. Mm -hmm. Man alone has moral values which mm -hmm. guide him. Mm -hmm. And man alone can be saved and spend eternity in heaven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. Uh, we, 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 don't, we don't have dog evangelism crusades. No, no. And I think, you know, even that kid I was talking about who murdered that girl and said survival of the fittest, he knew somewhere in his heart that that was wrong. God, God gave us that innate sense of right and wrong, good and evil. And he gave us that God-shaped void inside each of us. So even if you grew up with evolution, even if you grew up with teachers telling you that, you know, in your heart, that's false. That is not true. There's more to the story here. Yep, we all have a conscience. Mm -hmm. And that conscience is stamped with God's standards of right, right. and wrong. We are not animals. No, we're not. In a conclusion, in 1738, a guy by the name of Jonathan Swift wrote, there's none so blind as they that will not see. Mm -hmm. Well, hatred of God, pride, unwillingness to admit that they may be wrong, groupthink, all of that keeps scientists, academics, and many committed evolutionists from admitting mm -hmm. the complete failure of Darwinian evolution. Mm -hmm. They are blinded to the truth of God. Now, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 gives us the best explanation. It says, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of God, Christ, who is the image of God. Mm. Satan has blinded their minds to the truth. That's why they don't see it. Wow. That just lays it all out, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just obvious to me. When I go outside, when I watch a sunrise, when I watch a sunset, that there is this awesome creator who designed that. And when you're 
driving home at night or you're going for a walk, walking your dog, and you see this glorious sunset, the oranges and the purples and the blues, you know there's a creator. God is a master artist. And that creator, that creator God who made the world for us to enjoy, the beauty of the mountains and Hawaii and these you know, gorgeous sunrises and sunsets and, and beach, beach lines. He loves you so intimately, so deeply. He loves you so much that he sent his only son to redeem you, to be born as a baby, to live as a human and to die a horrible death on a cross to save you from your sins. He longs to have a relationship with you. He longs for you to know him. And if you've never made that choice, you can do that today. He loves you. He died for you. And you can invite him into your heart through the ABCs of salvation. A is admit you are a sinner in need of a savior. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. B, believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. John 14.6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And C, call upon his name. He wants to hear from you and he will take you wherever you're at. Even if you just have a little bit of faith, you're not quite sure if he exists, pray to him, talk to him, say, God, I kind of think I believe in a creator. I kind of think that you're out there. I just have this nagging feeling in my heart. Will you reveal yourself to me? Will you talk to me? Will you show yourself to me? He will, I promise you. When you cry out to him and you just come to him with even just an ounce of faith, he will take it and run with it and he will show himself to you in a huge way. So see his call upon his name. Romans 10, 13 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And dad, would you lead us through that prayer? I would, I would be honored. Dear Heavenly Father, you've heard that uh, glorious explanation of the gospel uh, from Laura. And now, dear listener, it's your turn. It's your turn to take action. It's not enough to think it. It's not enough to believe it. It's time to take action. And if you've never invited Jesus Christ to be your savior, Maybe you were taught evolution like I was. Mm -hmm. And you came to realize that that was just so much fiction. Mm -hmm. That was not fact at all. There's no way to prove it. No way to disprove it. But I want something that's provable. And Christianity around the person of Jesus Christ is provable. Mm -hmm. And I want to urge you, pray this prayer with me. If you've never invited Jesus Christ, to be your Lord and Savior, today is the day for you. Mm -hmm. Dear Lord, I come to you in Jesus' name. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm lost. I know I need a Savior. I can't save myself. I thought I could, but I can't. I can't live a good enough life. I keep blowing it. But I believe in you. And I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus came for sinners just like me. I believe he died our death. We should die. Mm. But he paid that price. Mm -hmm. And now I, I'm confessing you. I'm calling upon you. Jesus, save me. Save me from myself. Save me from this world. Save me from my sin. Make me a new creature. I want to live for you. And in Jesus' name, I pray that. Amen. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, we want to celebrate. We want to 
send you some materials to help you grow in your faith. So please share that decision with us. You can email us at hopewellcouncil at gmail.com and also share this podcast. You know, we've had so many good episodes in this series on So What's the Difference that if you have a friend who's struggling with, you know, a different religion, Jehovah's Witness, Mormonism, evolutionism, whatever it is, we've covered a lot of ground in this series. So please share this podcast. You can find that podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all current and past episodes are also located at hopewellcouncil.com. If you've got questions or comments, you can send those to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And next week, we've got a doozy. We're going to be looking at biblical Christianity versus Wicca or witchcraft, which unfortunately is is on the rise all around us. They just had a Satan con, some kind of big gathering for Satanists and those who are bent in that direction. So now's the time to talk about it. What does it look like? What do they believe? We're going to be talking about that and uncovering it, removing the veil, if, if you will, next week so that we can shine, shine the light on that situation. But I'm going to leave you with Nehemiah 9, 6, which speaks to God as our creator. It says, you alone are the Lord. You have made heaven the heaven of heavens with all their host, the earth and everything on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all. The host of heaven worships you. Mm-hmm.